Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. And this show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. We got a lot to get to here. Um, unions do what unions do. Uh, apologies have been issued. And we got to talk about the John Morant suspension. Remind you, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. Unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Ricky Fowler, of course, still atop the leaderboard, but hasn't actually even teed off today. So the idea that yesterday's conditions were so soft that whoever went out early would be able to immediately catch up has not totally come to fruition Totally come to fruition. Top of next hour, we'll go back out to L.A. Country Club, where Dan Byer will be waiting. Uh, it's come a little bit to fruition with um, uh, Wyndham Clark, who's two under for the day. But remember, yesterday you had a couple of 62s, right? That's eight under. And so far today, Charlie Hoffman's four under. Um, of the guys, Charlie Hoffman and Billy Horschel are four under. No one getting anywhere close to that eight under. Again, as of yet, Hoffman's at 17, so most damage he'll do is probably five. Um, uh, Horschel's at 12, so, I mean, there's a guy that could potentially get to that eight under sort of variety that we saw yesterday from Ricky. So, conditions still scorable, a lot, a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of under par numbers, but nothing like what we saw yesterday from Fowler and Shoffley, who tee off at uh, in an hour and a half and an hour on oh, in two hours, essentially, respectively. So we'll keep you updated on that out at an L.A. Country Club. Uh, Michael Jordan selling the Hornets. I want to get to that. He's going to make two billion dollars total on the sale. Total on the sale. 
I, I, I mean, like, there's going to be a lot of reports about this, but if you look at the Forbes valuations from uh, midseason, the Hornets were valued at $1.7 billion. Reports are this sale is going to go through at $3 billion. So it's one of those. I, there's a comedian who did this about uh, Sean Connery once. You know, this is Sir Sean Connery. Right. And the conversation was over. Was it Dragon's Tail or Dragon's Heart? Ramos, did he play? It was Dragon's a, Dragon's Heart. Dragon's Heart. Yeah. He played the dragon in Dragon's Heart. Right. And I, don't know, I can't remember the comedian. So if somebody remembers. You can tweet me. But it was like, can you imagine the call, the pitch call? Like, yes, this is Sir Sean Connery. You want me to play a dragon? I'm Sir. I'm knighted by the how much? Right. <laughs> That's the. Uh, do you want to sell the Hornets? Like, ah, eh, because last year, again, last year he sold half of it, but he still maintained, you know, more than fifty-one percent, way above the valuation. Now he's selling the rest of it for three billion dollars. Do you want to sell the Hornets? Not really. How about one point three billion dollars above their valuation? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. At some point, you're like, I'm good. Thirteen years of ownership. Now I just get to cash out. Now I get to cash out. He's the ultimate franchisee, right? Ultimate franchisee. But I want to start with the John Morant deal. So John Morant is going to be suspended 25 games, 25 games. Um, And just the, the, the quick background on everything that's going on. The union came out and said it was excessive. And John Morant was apologetic and even apologized to kids and fans that, that look up to him. Um, I, I, there's not really a number that will satisfy people. 25 is about right. Like, let's not go crazy. Is he continuing to do things which draw our attention in a negative light to a guy that was only a positive story this time last year? Yes. And, you know, you'd have to think the first suspension or time away wasn't enough. And some of it was, hey, there's this story about the summer and your boys beating up a you beating up a 17 year old kid playing hoop at your house. There's the question of legality when you're not doing anything illegal. He didn't do anything illegal in Denver. You know, did he do anything illegal here? But you're, you're suspending him for stupidity and for perception. And perception does become reality. Uh, I genuinely think that in suspensions, if both sides are pissed, you nailed it. And the union thinks it's excessive. And many other people in society think it's not enough. Feels like 25 games is just about right. I, look, I can, you, all of us can be appalled and go like, dude, what are you doing? We all like you. We all want you to succeed. Stop being a fake gangster, whatever. And, and say, you need to be suspended. You need to take some time. The, the, the other part to it is, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the fact that this has all happened in the offseason means that the suspension, though, only, quote-unquote, only 25 games, and he's going to lose a ton of money. Uh, by some estimation, what, $7 million? Is that right in salary he'll lose? That's a lot of money. But more than anything, you carry that scarlet letter for the whole offseason. The suspension is 25 games in the regular season, but it's not like this is the middle of the season. He's suspended 25 games, then we see him late in the year, then we see him in the playoffs, much like this year. You're carrying that scarlet letter of stupidity through the offseason, through the Las Vegas Summer League, into the preseason, into 25 games. It's, it's almost double jeopardy, earned double jeopardy. But I, I actually think that Silver got it about right. Like You didn't crush him. You didn't end his year. You didn't end the Grizzlies' year. But... You very much hurt his image. You very much hurt that team. They got to play at least the first 25 without him. And it stands as a next time where you're losing a year type thing. That's my perspective on it. I just, 
I, I don't think it should have been nothing or a slap on the wrist, but I don't think it should have cost him a year. 25 games is a lot. There's 82 games in the season. You do the math. That's more than 25% of the games. That's a lot. That's a lot. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset you need to own the day. Own the weekend. Irish Spring. When the spring hits, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer. Jay Stu, do you think it's enough? Do you think 25 games is enough? Um, sure. Remember, I was a fan of uh, of the checklist. You you didn't like it, but I liked I liked the concept that the the Nets had for Kyrie Irving when he retweeted that anti-Semitic um, documentary. I I liked the checklist of you you do this 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 and this and prove to me that you're a different person before we let you back into our company. I like that, um, but 25 games seems fine. The, the the kind of the next part of this now that the NBA has has levied the suspension, I would love for this to happen, and it's not going to happen. But I would love for the NBA to take a little bit of culpability in this. The way they handled the first time around, and the way they rushed him through the uh, punishment, and did that circus interview with Jalen Rose, that all it did was push the messaging. Um, of the league and it's just like I want them to be like you know what we take a little bit of blame for this because we did not take it serious enough the first time around Um, I would like that to happen I know it won't but for them to levy that punishment and 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 think that they've they've done their job in this I think that they're getting let off the hook a little bit Uh, I would agree there's egg on everybody's face but most of the egg though don't you think is is really you know on his face? Oh, no doubt, and and I don't blame his uh, handlers or people or for the decisions he's made or anything. I this is definitely a jaw thing. So this is kind of like a separate point. Now that all that's taken care of, I would love for the NBA to take a little bit of responsibility here, but they're not. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I I think there's, I I mean, I think there's a little bit of. Um, there's yeah you got to be reasonable like again our our place of work is different from their place of work but if you're roundly embarrassed you go meet with your boss you tell you tell him hey i'm going to change and then you do everything that's asked of you to change and i i i again i i don't want to be i think you're being a little unreasonable towards the nba towards what they're actually supposed to do and yeah, it was definitely a puppet interview, you know, with the softballs that Jalen Rose was throwing up there. But that's kind of how media has worked for the longest time, isn't it? Especially partnership media. Yeah, I mean that's the that is the inherent problem with one of the rights holders of the league also trying to be journalist. But when I say that NBA should be a little bit responsible for this and they should admit it mm-hmm. i think that that it would show a lot of people some humility if they did that like okay you know so what? What, would, what what would that look like to you uh, adam silver comes out and says we've levied the suspension jaw has to do with his, his issues we'll help him out as much as possible and we did not do enough the first time around the priority at the time was to get one of our biggest superstars on the court for the playoffs and we took measures that were rushed that were uh, half-assed, and we tried to just kind of, we tried to rush it through, um, and we take responsibility. I, 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 just, for like, I, I, I think you're. I mean, I think you're you're kind of losing your mind here. I just do. I mean, remember, he's protected by a union, okay, and he didn't break any law, other than the law of stupidity, right? Like he just didn't. I mean, you, there, there's a there's a case there where he shouldn't have been suspended at all. Again, by letter of the law, not by spirit of the law. And I do think what he did was detrimental to himself and to the league. Like we, we actually see eye to eye. I'm just telling you, you're at, you wanted things that aren't really possible. And what they did is what any place of business would do. Like if you come in tomorrow and you tell our boss like and you start acting erratically. 
And, you know, he does some research and he's like, dude, like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, you know, I got hooked on a little bit of smack or something. Because, you know, you had that smack problem that you've gotten over. Ah. It's a different sort of smack you were addicted to, but you were addicted to smack for a portion of time. Anyway, like, what can they do as an employee? Like, all right, go to rehab and tell us when you're, you know, tell us when you're right. We kind of can't ask questions and we got to take your word for it. And there's a little belief in the goodness of people. And again, like if you ask people about jaw, they'll all say like, ah, he's the best. He's a great dude. You know, these clowns he's hanging around. So, yeah, I'm I mean, if if Adam Silver came out and said we should have mandated who he was spending time around. But I, I do think they went through all the basic PR stuff. I'm with you on it not being enough. But I don't really know what there is to apologize for in that he didn't break any law and they probably did the most they could possibly do in that scenario. I, th- I think that's realistic. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic will join us in about mm, six or seven minutes. We got an update coming as well from Nick Cope. The fresh scent of Irish, Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds. And just a reset you need to own the day. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer. Uh, it is baseball season, and we made this a thing last year. People started to pick up on it. Um, I love baseball. We don't talk as much baseball just because there hasn't been any numbers or metrics that says you want to hear me talk more about baseball. Not just me, but any of our shows. But because I think I speak for Jason Stewart, John Ramos, and uh, and Dan Byer, we're all baseball fans. So this became a thing last year with announcers where I, I kind of picked on the old, that's baseball idea. And, and the idea behind that's baseball is simple. It's a sport where so much is tied to the numbers and making an assessment based upon what the numbers and the book and the history says. And yet, oftentimes, as with all sports, things go astray that you can't explain. So instead of calling them outliers or instead of explaining it away, people just go, that's baseball, which is what we'll do now. It's time for That's Baseball. Baseball has come up with a stat called No Doubter Home Runs. Have you seen this? Baseballs that would be home runs in all 30 major league parks based on trajectory, wall heights, distances, environmental factors. The player that currently leads the majors in no doubters is not Shohei, not Ronald Acuna. It's Pirates outfielder Jack Swinski with 12 no doubters. How do you explain a fairly unknown outfielder in Pittsburgh outdistancing the biggest sluggers and biggest names in the sport? That's baseball. That's baseball. Speaking of Shohei, he matched a major league lead in home runs with his 22nd home run last night. It was the difference in the game in which he also got the win as a starting pitcher. Otani has a home run in each of his last two pitching starts. How do you explain a player single-handedly winning a game for his team and literally won the game by himself? That's baseball. That's baseball. And uh, Phillies closer Craig Kimball. Remember him? I remember Craig Kimbrough back when he was with the Braves. And they played the Dodgers, and they didn't use him. Then he was a Dodger, and he wasn't as good as they thought. Anyway, he got the save against the D-backs last night. But before finishing the game, he was called for three pitch clock violations. Three. Three in one inning. How does a closer having uh, – explain? how do you explain a guy who's a closer having three balls called against him because of a pitch clock that's been around for two and a half months? That, my friends, is baseball. That's baseball. All right, All right. Let's, uh, let's get to Nick Cope for a quick update before Mark Dominic joins us. Nick, what do you got? Of one baseball game going on, the Cubbies leading the Orioles 9-2. to They just began the seventh inning at Wrigley Field. To the NBA, where they suspended Grizzly star John Moran for 25 games for a second social media video involving a gun. Moran will have to meet certain conditions laid out by the league prior to his return. Bleacher Report says the Wizards have given Bradley Beal permission to seek a trade. Warriors stayed in-house in naming Mike Dunleavy Jr. their next general manager. Michael Jordan has agreed to sell his majority stake in the Charlotte. Hornets. College football news reports say San Diego State sent a letter to the Mountain West this week that it intends to resign from the league and ask for a one-month extension to do so. It is not an official notice that they're leaving just yet. Buyout to leave the league for the fall of 2024 doubles on July 1st. Let's get you an update on the leaderboard at the U.S. Open. Wyndham Clark in the clubhouse at 9-under for the tournament. He's got a one-shot lead on Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley, who each tee off in the next half hour. Other notable names in the top 10 Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Tony Finau, Bryson DeChambeau, and Scotty Scheffler. Finally, some soccer news. Greg Berhalter, it was announced by the U.S. Soccer Federation, will return as manager of the U.S. men's national team through the 2026 World Cup. Doug, back to you. Thanks so much. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Mark Dominic. He spent over 20 years in NFL front offices and scouting, uh, most notably with general manager with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's your read on what's going on with Stefan Diggs and the Buffalo Bills? 
Yeah, Doug, um, I think that there was some things that were going on probably within the team uh, dynamics. I don't, it's not contract-related. I mean, here's a player that just recently signed a massive deal and then currently or recently restructured that deal to create more cap room for the Buffalo Bills but also put more money in his pocket. So this isn't about I'm underpaid and I'm underappreciated. I have a feeling this is something that was a little bit deeper, whether it was something personal to Diggs or something that happened within the locker room. That's my take on it based off of how it's kind of come back around. Because if it's not about the money, then it's usually about the locker room. And then, you know, whether it got worked through or whatever it was, that to me has to be kind of where I put my finger rather than something else. Can those things be fixed? Yeah, I, think, I do think they take some time, depending on what it is. Like, if it's a coach-to-player kind of a situation, uh, generally that gets fixed, and, and certainly it's easier. When it's player-to-player, uh, it depends on how it was. I mean, it, it kind of whatever the situation could be or is uh, – I think it can get fixed, but it's certainly going to take time to fix it, just like any any wound takes a little bit more time to heal. So I think it won't fracture this team or anything. I don't think it's to that level. But obviously it was uh, frustrating enough for Diggs and, and, and Bills that uh, they needed to kind of walk through it and talk through it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's it's fascinating. Um, uh, Craig Carton's the only one who's reported this, but he said that uh, he was told – that they that they were going to trade him to the New England Patriots, only Aaron Rodgers' agent nixed it, and he went to the Jets instead. Have you heard that? In terms of for for who? For Aaron Rodgers to go to the Patriots? Yes. Yeah, I've never heard that. Uh, not that to say it couldn't be true. Uh, you know, there's. Aaron Rodgers has been reported to be with a few other clubs that uh, were dancing with him where he was trying to get to even before he left two years ago. I do know that, but there were other clubs trying to find out whether, and he was actually, I think, more aggressively reaching out to other clubs going, would you have interest in me? So uh, I, I wouldn't sit there and say I'm completely shocked, but it sure doesn't sound like a Belichick type of move at all. Yeah, it doesn't to me either. Um I'm like, I I love Carton. I know he's tied to those Jets guys. It feels more like the Jets trying to trying to win the room and win the hearts and minds <laughs> against the Patriots more than it, more than if it it actually really really took place. Hey, we were talking, I think just yesterday. What do the Rams do? Kind of feels like this is like a lost. Like they have. I mean, you got arguably the best wide receiver in the sport, arguably the best defensive player. Granted. A little bit long in the tooth. Um, and a quarterback who will probably be in the Hall of Fame. Like, it'd be close, but you win a Super Bowl, huge numbers, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. And yet, kind of feels like they're nowhere. What, what's your read on what the Rams do this year? They're rebuilding. Uh, you know, it's not a retool, it's a rebuild. You know, the only thing that's holding it together a little bit white is it's a division where, um, you know, if they can get it going, if Stafford can stay on the football field, could they still find ways to win games, like to your point with Cooper Cup? Uh, can Van Jefferson stay on the field this year and, and add to it? You know, but if, you, if you're being honest with yourself, to your point, you, you, you know the name Aaron Donald, but to try to name any other starter on the Rams who's not a Rams fan, it gets a little tricky. I mean, there's some names you'll recognize, but it's certainly not everyday household names. And so, uh, but if you look at the roster too, what you're seeing is, I mean, they are – going through a youth movement a lot uh, more uh, aggressively than most clubs. I think the only thing that's really stopping it is that they got a guy named Matthew Stafford at quarterback. But if Matthew Stafford was a rookie, I think we'd be looking at this entire team going, yeah, you're keeping Aaron Donald because he's Aaron Donald, but the rest of the team is getting flipped over. And so when you look at the age of this team, I think even with a Matthew Stafford at the quarterback, I have a feeling they'll be the youngest team in the National Football League in 2023, and that's on purpose. And that's why they got to hit on these late-round picks, and they had so many of them. But, you know, volume versus quality, uh, this this volume has to pay off for the Rams. They're going to be in deep trouble for years. Everybody raves about the leadership of Dak Prescott, but uh, those intangibles can sometimes uh, be nullified by the lack of tangibles, right? Like there seems to be a... A lower seal. What, what, what was it? Oh, somebody said he had warning track power, which is great. Like a great way of expressing it, warning track power. Um, his contract, this is the last year of that, that deal, but then there's a massive, massive uh, salary cap number going forward to next year. Uh, how do you manage that if you're Dallas? Yeah, I think you, you, you go through the season to kind of get a sense of, okay, how's the actual – How's the year going? Like, are we playing to the expectations of not just Dak Prescott, 
But as the Cowboys, as I've said, I, I think that they can win the NFC and, and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I think they're that talented. Um, but I also know that you know next year is a or this year is a big year. So I think I would have the conversations beginning probably when you get to camp. That's what the Cowboys like to do, by the way. Um, Doug is, is usually they, they wait until they get to camp and then they invite agents in to Oxnard and have them come in and sit down and talk about extensions and, and different people like that. So I would think that the, that would be the same. Uh, for them going forward right now is you know get to camp maybe have some cursory conversations with the agent and uh and certainly know that the the, the door's open and then i'd want to get to about if i'm dallas i'd want to get to week eight to ten to kind of see where is this football team right now and how is dak playing to kind of get a sense of like do we need to start pushing this faster or do we continue to push pause a little bit longer so uh, my instinct is that they're gonna they're gonna engage in conversation but they're gonna turn around and, and try to pull the you know, slow play it a little bit to be able to see how 2023 is coming together because I think they're all in, right? This is a team that's making moves that says we're going to win a championship for Jerry Jones. And um, and Jerry Jones's pocketbook is saying, absolutely, let's get it done. So uh, I think they'll get a deal done. I think Dak Prescott stays a Cowboy, too. Hmm. Um, okay. Why doesn't anyone in the NFL want to do hard knocks? I would say the main reason is, as we see the coaches say, any kind of distraction can ruin the team, and, and any kind of distraction is not putting us on a focus. I, I think it's kind of the, the macho thing to say, "Oh, we don't want to be on hard knocks," you know. But I think a lot of people, secretly, I think there's players in front office and coaches that are really like, "I'd love to be on hard knocks. Actually, it'd be kind of fun to see myself," you know. So you know, I think it's a macho thing to say. It's like, "Oh no, we're focused on football around here," and I, and I understand that, and I and I get that mindset. Um, but I, it, it's just hard to imagine somebody wanting to raise their hand and go, please, please pick me, when it's the, the cool thing not to say pick me. But it's going to be difficult for us not to see the Jets. I don't know how the Jets are going to get out of this one. It's too much intrigue. There's too much going on. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's, I just think, you know, it's obviously Joe Douglas is trying to rebuild this roster. Uh, I've got it. If you've got a handicap, but I think it's Jets and Saints. I think the commanders are last just because I, I think that there's just too much going on with ownership that it's not a good time to do it. Yeah, but it, it's weird, though. Like, oh, you take the Lions. They were trying to rework their culture. It probably helped them. Why wouldn't the reaction be like, it didn't hurt them. Why don't we do it? Yeah, I think the, the Lions looked at it. I think Coach Campbell looked at it as a chance to, like, show everybody what he's about and what he's, you know. And that's where I think Robert Sala would do a good job on hard knocks. I think he would be really entertaining uh, actually as much as any of the other three coaches that could be on there. So uh, to me, that's Robert Sala's bread and butter is his ability to engage and interact and, and talk to people. And I think it would be actually uh, a good move for them. I mean, I know it's still a dist- and it's Aaron Rodgers and, and, you know, how much do they let him into you know, Aaron, the life of Aaron Rodgers. But, um, you know, again, I think you've got to see what's the negative, what's the positive. But in the end, uh, hard knocks in the NFL are just going to choose. And it's, I don't, it's not going to be out of a bucket and close your eyes. It's going to be what's best for ratings. And I don't know how you don't take a team from New York or you could take the team from Chicago. I, I don't know how you don't take the Jets. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I have no, I mean, between the, just the Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, and, you know, you have an offensive coordinator that he, he struggled this past year with Denver. Like the whole thing is such an, such an incredibly easy sale. Um, okay. Running backs continue to be a discussion and it's really interesting. Now, now, um, who was it? Uh, Jim Trotter, uh, wrote an article wrote an article earlier today where it, it talked about, you know, running backs. It's like owners have it in for running backs. Like it's an ultimate, it's, it's an us against running backs world. They are disrespected. What's the reality to why running back contracts are not only leveled off, but there isn't the growth of other positions. Yeah. Well, I do think the franchise tags have got a little effect on it this year, right? We had, you know, three running backs, with the tag on them uh, that are unable to go see what their value is in the market. Uh, am I right? I believe my mind's just blank for at least it's with Saquon Barkley, obviously Tony Pollard, and my mind's not, maybe there's just the two, but I think it's, um, it's, it's a position where when you can't see what the high end of the market looks like, I think the market just continues to flate down. And, you know, clubs, cap managers, everybody's kind of looked at it and said, hey, look, we can replace this position. 
with the guy in the draft or, uh, you know, why are we paying this position so high? And, and it's, I, I don't think we've really seen a, a bigger name running back hit to the market. And the reality is, as we're watching these things come through, no one's playing their deal out. So these five-year deals that are, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 million dollars, no one's playing it out. We'll see if Christian McCaffrey can get through his. But, you know, most of these guys are getting cut in year four and five. And so uh, I think there's got to be a mind shift for the running backs. Instead of looking at it like, hey, look, here's my bite of the apple, try to do something that's a significant guaranteed deal, but more in the two to three years, and realize that you've got to just, you got to almost got to treat it like Kirk Cousins, where I'm just going to have to prove it every week or every month that I still belong in this league and they'll still continue to pay me. Eight, ten, twelve, fourteen million dollars a year, uh, but I think that it's a supply demand issue also. Where I think if you go around the National Football League right now and you look at all the depth charts, I think a lot of clubs feel good about who their number one running back is, or feel like they've got a guy in place. And that's where, like a Dalvin Cook, is going to be a slower process for him because he's going to try to find a place that is touches where uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going into being like I can be the number one here. Okay, so what do you think a DeAndre Hopkins deal looks like? I think it's going to be around eight million with upside potential to maybe up to twelve. I think it's a one-year deal in that range. Eight to twelve would be my guesstimate. Um, and again, I think one of the things I would be doing if I was talking to Hopkins, it was a guy that I wanted to bring into our organization. You know, he had sixty-four catches last year, so I could build a lot of stuff into catching sixty-five balls or more, and you know, wins or playoff victories or something like that, where I could put some really good bonuses in there if we all have success together. Let alone you, because if you catch sixty-five balls and you're a free agent, you're probably going to do well in free agency. But also, we and we'll reward you for that. But we'll reward you even more if we can win a wild card game or get the AFC championship game or something like that. So I think there's levels that you could make it where you could get the base salary around that eight and grow it up to around 12. Uh, All right. What's the Dalvin Cook deal look like? I think that one's going to be more of what we've seen. I think he's going to be uh, meeting Miles Sanders at six and change, you know, David Montgomery at six. I think, you know, Dalvin Cook to me is a better overall player than both those guys, but we're so late in the game that I think $6 million is probably going to be what we're looking at. Maybe with some upside incentives to get to eight or nine at the max, but I don't see Dalvin Cook getting anywhere near the $10 million mark uh, in just real firm money. Uh, So I think probably more around that $6 million. Right. Plus he's got the shoulder issue, which, you know, that, that, that has, it can give anybody some concern. Mark, have a great weekend, man. I really appreciate you joining us. Love the insight. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Doug. Thanks for having me on, buddy. All right. It's Mark Dominic, who always just makes you feel smarter in any football conversation. That, that's the whole goal. I mean, really, having Mark on is not for you. It's more for me. So then when I have football conversations, I don't sound like an idiot because he knows exactly what he's talking about. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. 
why would you stay anywhere else? You know, Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, and odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any Graduate Hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mark Stein in five minutes. We'll ask him why he thinks Mark, Michael Jordan is selling the Hornets. Um, you got Mike Dunleavy Jr. taking over as GM of the Warriors. That was to be expected. But, uh, you know, it's really interesting, right? Like, if you look at Forbes valuations from this season, the Hornets were valued at $1.7 billion. They're reportedly being sold for $3 billion as a valuation, right? Because Jordan sold off a portion of the shares to the same group last offseason, Kind of cashed in, gave him some operating cash. Now he's selling the whole thing at a three point. So he'll make $2 billion on the deal. That reminds me, I have a friend who is a proud alum of Oklahoma State. And uh, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember the oil spill in the Gulf? They, they made a movie about it, too. And the movie's not bad. Yeah, I remember the oil spill in the Gulf. Ramos, what was that movie called? Any idea? You're our cenophile. You're supposed to know these things. <laughs> I'm supposed to know a lot of things, but sometimes I, I don't know. I could probably look so it up. Deep Water Horizon? Oh, Deep Water Horizon. Did you know that one, or did you look no, it up? No, that was somebody... our Nick. Nick Cope? Yeah, he came through big right there. Thanks, Nick. Mark Nick, Walmart, how much? Man. How aware are you of the, uh, of the oil spill? Uh, not very aware. I just remember the name of it. I, I, I remember that name. But I, I just remember when it happened. I don't remember too many of the details of the how or what or why. Uh, okay, so it was in 2010. Okay, and um, it's estimated that 210 million U.S. gallons of oil was discharged, right? Of oil. And so they had this massive response where they put floating booms and control because they can burn it. And they put, put this oil dispersant down. Okay, oil dispersant is this, it's some sort of chemicals and it literally eats up and breaks up the oil. Do you guys remember this? Do you guys remember when they put the oil dispersant down? Vaguely. No. Okay. So they put apparently too much down. I have a friend who, by all accounts, that was his dispersant. 
And I remember uh, we were having beers one time and he was like, yeah, that was my dispersant. I was like, oh, how much did you, how much, did I mind if I ask, like, how much did you make on that whole thing? It's like a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I just can't imagine that level of wealth is, I mean, none of these contracts you see are on it, but a billion, two billion dollars. That's my, I, do your guys' brains work this way where you start to go like, well, how much of that do you keep? What's in taxes? How much do the lawyers get? Like my mind starts spinning a lot. Like I want to know how much, how much actually like when Michael Jordan goes to his ATM. And like his, we got like I'm guessing his code for his ATM has to be twenty three six zero seven, right? <laughs> and he, he better go to his own ATM because there's charges if he goes to another bank. You know? Yeah, like like does Michael Jordan does he ever go to the ATM to get some cash out? And it says like three dollar three dollar fee, and he's like, nah, no, nope. MJ doesn't pay that, nope. I'm a B of A guy. I'm going to be a B of A guy. Or he's in Vegas and it's like five ninety five, and he's going back for more cash. At the, I mean, obviously he's got a card, so he doesn't need to. But if he did, what would he do? But did you guys get the the ATM number? Did everybody get that one? Oh six. What was that? The food game. Two three six oh seven. Six oh seven was the food game. No. Oh. Ramos, you want to guess what that would be? Two three six oh seven. Yes. Hmm. Michael Jordan. Is that when he came back to the NBA? Cope. Um, well, six four championships. Um, he didn't win seven MVPs though. Um, oh I, wait, wait, wait. My, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Two three six zero. Oh. It should be two three six zero. Oh. Right. I, I got to think of some other number. For some reason, I was I was stuck on the seven. Cha- so twenty three is his six number. Six and zero oh in, in finals. Six right? and zero oh in finals. Okay. Got it. Six and zero in finals. Just Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in longtime friend, a guy who's just tremendous at what he does. Mark Stein, NBA correspondent on Substack. You need to check out their new podcast. Chris Haynes, who you saw sidelines for TNT, and of course, um, uh, also a noted NBA insider. They have the, Mark and Chris have a new podcast called This League Uncut. They have the biggest NBA topics, rumblings beyond all of which you normally read from Stein and Haynes. You get to hear it, and it's really interesting discussion. Mark, thanks so much for taking time. What is the the general reaction from people in the league over the 25-game suspension for Ja? I'd say twofold. I'd say, A, it's, again, lighter than people were expecting, and B, not surprised that it landed lighter than expected. So um, those, I would say, would be the two kind of instant reactions that have filtered to me. Why, why is it not a surprise? Well, this, look, in the Adam Silver era, this is just the reality that, you know, Adam Silver does not levy punishments in the same manner with the same severity that we saw during the David Stern era. And look, that's why I tried to resist. Actually, there was so much talk and speculation and forecasting. He's going to get half the season. He's going to get this. He's going to get that. I, I didn't want to register those kind of guesses because – it doesn't matter what happens. The the suspension usually lands on the lighter side, no matter what the forecast is. So eight games the first time, I think definitely there was a lot of thought around the league from you know people watching this, obviously outside of Memphis, that it should have been longer. Um, and in this case, you know, th- there is, you know, 25 games is nothing to sneeze at. There's a significant loss of salary, uh, but I think people were expecting a harsher penalty, to be honest. And look, the union has basically said that they're going to appeal this. So, you know, they haven't outright said appeal. They said they're going to explore their options, but there were certainly suggestions that they're at least going to look at the possibility. Is this is there a, a, a pathway to appeal this? Uh, okay, let's let's get to a couple of the other things going on. Uh, you just heard from Nick Cope, and I'm sure you already knew this. Brad Beal has been given clearance to go seek a trade. Obviously, he's got a no trade clause. That means this is happening, right? Michael Winger, we found out like a week ago, he was being given carte blanche to tear it down. That was all the signs. This is sped up now. Um, what's the likelihood 
that it gets done before the draft? It's definitely a possibility before the draft. I I don't know that we can use the word likely yet because Bradley Beal's contract is monstrous, and it isn't that easy to move that kind of deal, especially in this new collective bargaining agreement environment that we've been talking about now really since the season ended. I mean, Miami, I think, would love to add Bradley Beal, but he's got – 200 mil left over the next four seasons for your third best player. So if you're Miami and you do this, you'll have Jimmy Butler, you'll have Bam Adebayo, you'll you'll have Bradley Beal. The Heat will have to be even better than they've been at finding minimum salary players who can make a difference. And let's be honest, Miami does that better than anyone, but it's still not the preferred scenario. I mean, it's, it's hard to hit home runs when you're trying to sign minimum guys but I mean you said you mentioned that no trade clause that's what makes this so unique I mean Bradley Beal he's the only player in the league that has the full no trade clause they're really rare in the NBA because not only do you need eight years of service time and four with the same team you also have to do it in a new contract so you have to get all the way to unrestricted free agency to get one and the overwhelming majority of good NBA players they always extend they just keep extending on previous deals and you can't add a no trade clause into an extension so that's why we rarely see this scenario but Washington when they gave Bradley Beal this no trade clause they gave away a huge amount of control and leverage Bradley Beal and his agent Mark Bartlestein they will decide where he's going and that's a tough position for this new Wizards administration that, you know, I think they're not going to come out and say it, but I think they would love to start a roster teardown by trading away Bradley Beal. But again, because of the money, because of the no trade clause, that's easier said than done. Uh, so where does he end up? Miami? I Look, it's Miami unless Miami pulled out. Now, you know, if um, he's only going to want to go to destinations – you know, there's, it's going to be a short list of teams that he's willing to go to. On on the last pod, Chris mentioned we Chris and I recorded a pod yesterday and, and posted it yesterday. You know, Chris mentioned that Brooklyn is is a potential team that could factor in here, and that was a, a surprise. Nobody's really mentioned mentioned um, the Nets yet in connection with Bradley Beal. But at this point, you know, Miami is the team that if you if you pulled GMs and they were telling you that telling you what they see and what they think, Miami's the team that would consistently come back. Okay, so if if he ends up there, what does it mean? What do the, what do the Trailblazers do? Because again, and this is by reading all reports, you know, you and Chris Haynes, this league uncut, by the way, is the podcast. You guys know what's really going on, but the reports are. Reports are that the Trailblazers aren't willing to tear it down just yet. They want to use that draft pick and get somebody else alongside Damian Lillard. Who's it most likely to be? That is certainly the way that they are operating to this point. Now, the question is going to be, I reported this today on my Substack. you know, the, the belief around the league is that the Blazers would package number three and Anthony Simons for the best win-now player that they can get. But there isn't any leader in the clubhouse in terms of trade target, and there's actually a fair bit of skepticism that – they're going to be able to get a, a, a win-now player they really, really like to give up Simons, who's a very good young offensive player on a, on a pretty favorable contract in this new CBA world, and number three, which you're either getting Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. So that's a lot to put on the table. They're not just going to trade it for anything, but that's really when this will all start. If we get to Thursday and Portland doesn't make a trade, and Portland drafts Scoot Henderson at number three or Brandon Miller at number three, whoever falls to them, if they make that pick, all eyes will rivet to Damian Lillard to see what he does. Is he going to be willing to stay and play with a young franchise sidekick? Or is that going to be the domino that finally makes or finally convinces Damian Lillard it's time to push be moved elsewhere and the whole league is watching this and it really is i mean honestly number one we all know Wembenyama is going number one but two through five in this draft those picks could be traded they're all in play for trades we you know we don't know from charlotte portland at three 
Houston at four, Detroit at five. A trade is possible from all those teams. And, you know, I think I think there's, it's going to be pretty entertaining to kind of see how that all shakes out. Um, okay, help me, help me out with something here. Um, um, why is Michael Jordan selling now? I mean, I think the, the basics of it are, A, obviously the money. This is a great time to sell. I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns just went for $4 billion. The Charlotte Hornets are being valued at $3 billion. I mean, a year ago, it wouldn't have been that much. I mean, It was, it was in mid-in-season, and granted, the valuations are from usually the end of the previous year. Forbes valued them at $1.7 billion. So to get yeah, $1.3 more billion per seems like a good time to cash out. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't say that I treat the Forbes valuations as the be all end all because right. I've, heard, I've heard enough people in the NBA say that they don't look at them that way. But NBA, there are only 30 teams, and the, you know, the Suns took it to a new stratosphere for four billion, and it just shows you Charlotte, longest playoff drought in the league now that the Kings have ended theirs. Uh, you know, not a free agent destination not a roster that's anywhere close to championship contention and they're going for three, three billion. And just imagine, imagine what would have happened if they won the lottery and they were getting Wembenyama. So it just, it just shows you the climate, but also look, I mean, to me, I've, ne- I've always wondered this and I've never understood how someone is competitive with Jordan. Every single one of us during the pandemic stayed home and ate up every second of last dance. And you saw the most competitive human who has ever worked in this league. And I just never understood how he could accept how bad this team was. And I don't think he has been super, super into it as an owner. I, you know, I don't know why, but. You know, he's he's obviously got a zillion business pursuits. He's a hugely successful businessman and, you know, doesn't need my uh, doesn't need my approval on what he does in the business world. So, you know, he's obviously got other things he'd rather do. But I can't lie. I'm a little disappointed. Um, Are they uh, Charlotte trading for Zion? Look, I think I think the Pelicans are weighing it considering it, which is what I've consistently reported all week, it doesn't mean that they will go through it and go through with it and actually do it. And then there's also the Hornets side of the equation is, would they want Zion? There are rumbles that they would rather have Brandon Ingram. And based on everything I know, I think the Pelicans would be far more reluctant to part with Ingram at this point than Zion. So we definitely have to monitor it. I mean, that is you know up there with, Portland and Lillard, that probably is the most enticing what if at the top of the lottery. Is Charlotte actually prepared to surrender? Number two, will the Pelicans formally, officially, legitimately put Zion on the table in an offer for number two? Um, because there's, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of dancing right now, and, you know, we're still almost a week out. So it's a cat and mouse game still at this point, but. Yeah, I mean that the draft. You know, again, the number one is going to be the ultimate non. You know, non surprise. We all know. You know, we all know right. who's going number one. But from two on, it's 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 good. Yeah. Uh, la- last thing. La- last thing, Mark. Before we let you go, uh, give me the player. Obviously, everybody's talking about Beal, and um, and uh, and obviously Damian Lillard, and now Zion. But there's usually a surprise on draft night. Guy that's moved. Give me a guy. I don't know that I have a surprise guy like that. But I guess my, I have a question for you. You're telling me that having Dame, first of all, I don't think Dame gets moved on draft night. I don't think there's any chance of that. I think it would be the results of the draft that that potentially potentially lead him to consider his future options. And again, even even Beal, who Beal is 100 percent in play. It's not an easy deal to just throw together in a matter of days. But the fact that we're talking about Beal, Dame, and Zion isn't enough for the Doug Gottlieb show? No, no, no. Those are big. But again, like I, I, you know, like I remember, I remember doing the draft the night that Garnett was traded, and that one seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Um, that a, a big name guy or somebody we're not expecting is is moved, and I just didn't know if there's somebody got you know I heard some rumblings about this guy. Yeah, very well, might be, but those rumblings sadly have not reached me yet. Or else, believe me, I would 
if I had them, they would be reported already. Okay, and you will be able to hear that on This League Uncut. It's a great podcast, available wherever you download them. This League Uncut, Mark Stein, who's our guest, of course. You can read his work on Substack, along with Chris Haynes, super talented uh, NBA insider, sideline reporter for TNT. Stein, thanks so much for joining us, man. Talk soon. All right, sounds good. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.